Anachutes, Chapter 5. I paid no attention to the babbling NCO in charge of us during the Friday safety brief. To cover itself, the Army is required to inform you about all the dangerous, stupid, illicit things you can do over a weekend, and then tell you not to do them. That way, after you get caught doing them, they can wash their hands and say, Well, we told them not to. For the first time, and I don't remember how long, my normally numb, limp body that would hang at scarecrow frame at parade rest during formations was tense and nervous. I had only one thing on my mind. We had to listen to warnings about doing drugs, and warnings about unprotected sex, and warnings about what to do if we saw the Russian girl who was still apparently at large. And one more thing, the acting first sergeant called. I know some of you have heard about tunnels under the post. He paused for effect. If we catch you down there, you're in trouble. Tracking? We all grunted in affirmation. Specialist Springsteen went down there and got lost, and now they got him on suicide watch. Some of the guys gave a low snicker. Specialist Springsteen was crazy long before he got lost in the tunnels. They say there still might be gas used by the Nazis down there, along with no one knows what, so stay out of them. Tracking? Everyone gave a hua. then he finally went to attention before calling us to do the same, and then thankfully called, Detachment, dismiss. I exhaled and bolted through the ranks, my heavy combat boots thumping on the asphalt as I made for the barracks. Anna and I had fallen asleep holding each other against the radiator on the floor of my room last night. All I wanted to do was strip off that uniform, put on my running clothes, and disappear back into the woods hoping to find her again. If that didn't work, my only hope would be that she would come to me again when I slept. I huffed, taking the stairs three at a time, not worried about slipping. I jammed my key into the lock repeatedly until it caught the pins just right. I nudged open the door and barged in, already turning towards the wardrobe to get changed when I saw her. She sat in the middle of the room holding an Xbox controller, eyes wide, bathed in the blue glow of the flat screen as she stared intently at the moving figures on the tube. Anna had built an entire mansion on the Sims game. A brown-haired, dark-eyed avatar that looked like her was swimming in the backyard pool. A brown-haired guy who looked like me stood poolside cooking burgers. She smiled at me as I approached her and pushed a controller on the floor towards me. After that, Anna was almost always with me, my invisible friend who kept me sane. We would hold hands at the back of the battalion classroom while we watched PowerPoint presentations about how to properly clean up a diesel spill with sand. When sliding a tourniquet onto a fat, hygienically challenged private's big thigh during the combat lifesaver course, Anna would wink at me lecherously. I would lay in a ditch with my rifle pointed out over the airfield, struggling against the ill-fitting body armor and bulky helmet, scanning for imaginary enemies. Our NCOs insisted Hodges were firing on us by the Burger King. I would turn my head, and Anna would be there lounging on her side next to me in the grass. Some NCOs screaming at me? No problem. Just stare past him as Anna would make obscene gestures at him behind his back during the tirade. We spent the evenings holding each other by the newly fixed radiator, cranked to full blast to accommodate for the chill she gave off. I kept wondering what would happen if I did cross over to Anna's side of the divide. Could we be together? No more formations. No more stupid. Just Anna 24-7. I kept asking her about it, and she always shook her head and looked at me with pleading eyes, giving me the same old speech about how I needed to keep going. But my thoughts kept returning to the upcoming makeup gunnery range and my bullet hidden in the woods. One early October night, she leaned in and kissed me for the first time, her lips like a frozen stone against mine. Then she began to cry after the kiss. I held her all night, asking what was wrong, but she wouldn't say. She just shook her head and gave me sad, resigned smiles. In the morning, she was gone, and I couldn't find her no matter where I went or how badly I needed her. 
Thanks for listening. I hope you had a good time. I welcome your feedback and your comments. If you're interested in joining our Facebook group, you can see it there above our email. We'll have the next chapter of Anna Shoots ready for you sometime early next week. And I hope you have a good day. Thanks. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening. I hope that you had a good time. If you are interested in joining our Facebook group, emailing us, or to start listening through Podbean or Stitcher, all of those links are available in the description, and we should have a new chapter up for you early next week. Have a good day.